Hey guys, it's party time. It is Tuesday. As, as you know, that is Monday's hangover. We're going to get to some of the things that we did not get to yesterday and some of the breaking stories that are happening across this crazy world in which we live. I want to remind all of you guys to go to watchchad.com where all the fun stuff is. Thursday, I'll be in Tomball, Texas at District 249. Get your tickets and all the info you need at the website. And also, Saturday night in Marble Falls. Come check us out. Jesse Payton will be with me. And as most of you know... But I need to remind you, Friday, my new song, I'd Be Jolly 2, comes out. It is going to be everywhere. It's the brand new Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I'm telling you, this is going to be the Christmas song for generations to come. You will for you will forget who Mariah Carey is, and you don't have to hear that uh, terrible, terrible song anymore if you just keep playing mine. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I hate I'm not in the studio today. Um our uh, our friend Kevin Sullivan, Sully, is with us. He was you were on the show, Kevin, just a few weeks ago, dude, via Skype. It's like we keep missing each other, and uh, Frank Easterling as well. These boys, they they co-host uh, the uh, Twenty One Gun Podcast, and I want to get their take on a couple of things. First of all, um, Sully, yes, how, yeah, how's the how's the podcast going? Uh, tell me a little bit about the podcast. You guys are nuts, dude. <laughs> Well, first off, I want to say, uh, you know, thanks for having me on the Tom Arnold show. Uh, oh, wait, did I? <laughs> that just hit me. See, I'm not sure if that's a going joke, but as I'm sitting here, I was like, holy shit, this guy reminds me of. No. Um, the, that's the... funny, but, but, a, but, a, but a more conservative, definitely more conservative Tom Arnold. Have, have you heard it before? Have you heard well. that before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just making Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Mr. Original over here. That's why they had me down. I just reuse things. Uh, no, the podcast, I mean, it's one of those things where uh, I was lucky enough to get into it 10 years ago where I remember asking, looking around for co-hosts and I was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast and like a pod what? Because it was still kind of new then. And that, that was uh, a blessing in a way because no one knew what it was. No one knew how bad I was. <laughs> so I just kind of learned uh, as I went. And then... Um, yeah. Eventually, I must have got good because we got picked up by uh, Vet TV's um, nonprofit called the Reverend Warriors, and I worked there for I don't know, maybe five years, and then I found Frank, kind of went off on my own, and then then we wound up over in Anthony Cumia's network, the the guy that I listened to yeah. as a young fella doing construction in college uh, on the radio, and so it's just been great. It's been a, an awesome experience. I'm glad I did it. No, it's a, it's a good podcast. And you guys, in the middle of all the fun, y'all do a lot of good. You, you are both are veterans, obviously. We'll get into that. Um, and, and for those who saw Sully on the show a few weeks ago, uh, you, guys, you guys are working really hard to, to deal with not only vet issues, but the mental health crisis that's going on in our country. And I, and I know you guys deal with that. And, you know, there's a lot of myth out there, mythology uh, of the of you know, people have their little buzzwords and their numbers that they spout off statistically, but I don't think people really, truly realize what's going on in our vet community in our country. So thank you guys for doing what you're doing. Uh, Frank, uh, you are kind of, uh, you're kind of that veteran schizophrenic. You're both Army and Marine, and I, I don't know how you deal with those multiple personalities. And I know you get sick of talking about this, and people always ask you, but you, you were actually, uh, you were in the sandbox diffusing bombs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bro <laughs> like I, I what in the world why in the world how in the world did you get into doing that i mean that's that's nerve-wracking well 
first of all, well, thanks for for having us. And I know for me personally, it's a uh, I enjoy being the diversity hire for Twenty One Men. Um, <laughs> My black up. I got, I'm the black up. I got no problem with that at all. It allows us to tell more jokes. That's yeah. all. That's what it comes. Well, down to. I heard Sully say he found you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there I was on the street corner. And just, you know, hope just the whole blindside scenario. No. Um, yeah, no. It's it's funny because I, I, my entire military career, I did uh, I dealt with explosives. So I started as a combat engineer, you know, with the whole minefield maneuver um, counter mobility aspect. And then I was like, you know, I want to do a little bit more. And I just, for whatever crazy reason, I love explosions. Um, and EOD wow. was just a perfect fit for me. So I put my hat in the ring, went to the school. School's over a year long, and and. I love it. Like I, I, it's. I've never met a, an explosion except for the ones that blew me up that I didn't. Uh, I didn't like. <laughs> I, you know, I see those movies, right? And again, <laughs> oh, movies no. are movies. They're facts. And, uh, They're facts, Chad. Don't, don't. They, I the know Hurt they Locker are. is know a they documentary. <laughs> I'm and not he e- loves to exactly. talk about it. I'm not even going to get into <laughs> Jeremy, whatever his name is, and the Hurt Locker. I'm not even going to get into that. I'm going to go even more farcical. I, I'm, these movies where guys walk out there and and they're walking with their buddy, you know, and the guy's two steps in front of them and all of a sudden they step on something and they hear the click and now they're standing on a landmine and everybody knows, okay, that guy's about to sacrifice himself for the greater good. Um, Are you pretty much foobar in that situation? Does that situation even happen? I mean, you're pretty much done for, right? Yeah, it's okay. So yeah, you're you're done. It's it's a wrap. It's, it's, you don't even have, here's the thing. I tell people all the time, if EOD goes down and they make a mistake, they won't know. It's somebody yeah. else's problem. And I tell people all the yeah. time, the bomb suit isn't there to protect us. The bomb suit's there just to keep us off of everybody else that's around us. Because you're soup at that point. <laughs> it, so. it, it eases cleanup, right? Yeah. It just, yeah. You just have one big <laughs> lump of things to pick up and pull back. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing when you think about the level of munitions that exist out there and what they can do to a human body. It's, it's, it's so tragic that you kind of have to laugh at it. And you guys, no pun intended, Frank, you guys are good at dark humor. Um, the, the, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, I was talking to a Marine buddy of mine who said that they would actually, they had these, um, they had these uh, missiles, I guess, that they were shooting at tanks. They were anti-tank guns, and they would go through there. And once it went through the armor of the tank and came out the other side, pretty much everything inside the body soup. of the tank was turned into soup, yep, soup. And it would just suck it out the other side. Um and they would test that on goats. Yep. Uh, so that's, I've, I'd like to watch. <laughs> it's, that's, that's all true. It's uh, depleted uranium rounds. And uh, they, they go through, and like I said, whatever is on the inside because of like how science and all that crap works. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. nothing but a ooze inside that tank that comes out the other end. And those DU so rounds like your- are, are everywhere. They yeah. used them all over the Mideast. And yep. I'm pretty much, uh, like, I can't tell you how many times I had lunch on top of a bombed out uh, like uh, Iraqi APC, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have prostate cancer, (laughs) lung cancer, (laughs) everything else from it. All the the veterans, it's it's just, we're all a ticking time bomb because of that garbage. Well, you could probably just stick your lunch down into the tank and it would radiate it like a microwave (laughs) at that point. Um, Frank, I'm curious on this one thing and I'll let you go on this topic because I know you get tired of talking about it, but in your spare time, you're still blowing shit up. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, can, should I come over for Fourth of July? What should we do? I Back am, it up, Terry. I am the world's most boringest <laughs> black vet there is on the planet. I have a golden doodle named Captain. 
and I play video games, which annoys the hell out of Kevin. He's a nerd. Chad, and he's not cool. He I, like, do, I work computers in IT. Damn it. I work from home. Yeah, you want him to be cool, but he's like, <laughs> he once sent me a text and he's like, hey, I'm at this great um, anime noodle factory. And I'm like, what? first off, dude, anime noodle factory. I don't even know where to go with that. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm still I mean, haven't forgiven I, you for that text. I still by the way. enjoy. I enjoy the hell out of a good explosion, like because uh, the <laughs> he fun, drops yeah. the subject. Well, no, because the, the <laughs> yeah, I'm not going there because that you can take the anime thing anyway. But uh, my neighbors yeah. in, in the the neighborhood I live in, they will every time Fourth of July comes along, I get the phone call, and they want me to kind of jerry rig all the stuff together and make sure they got stuff right. And I'm like, I'll just light it all on fire, see what happens. <laughs> See what blows up. Yeah. It reminds me of, as I was saying a little while ago, that viral video where the guy's lighting the fireworks in the streets and he's in the in the wheelchair. And they're like, oh, back, back it up, up, Terry, back it up. <laughs> back it up, Terry. Freaking hilarious. It's either going to be really good or um, really bad. Either way, it's going to be fun. <laughs> just blow something up, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was listening to uh, at one of the recent episodes of y'all's show and you're talking, uh, Sully, you guys are kind of making light of, and I appreciate this tactic of um, the idea that China could nuke us at any time with one of those low-level deals where they just, you know, floated in the lower stratosphere of the of the, of the atmosphere and just, boom, there it is. They pre- drop it pretty quick and, you know, sort of like Mr. Miyagi said, if do right, no can defend. Um, <laughs> I mean, how close do you think we are on the precipice of World War Three of seeing, um, I mean, Xi Jinping's coming to San Francisco, which we'll talk about that, that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how long do you think it's going to be before we're like, oh, uh, we're, we, we're radiating all of our lunches due to low-level nuclear bombs being dropped? I, I think there's two, there's two possibilities here. One is that you're at the, the business end of one of those, and, you know, it's just, it's done. Everything's done. And that's kind of, that's, that's one thing I think civilians would want. They would want to be on that side of it. But then right. veterans are like, wait a minute, the grid goes down. <laughs> And it's just me and my rifle mm-hmm. and it's every Armageddon yeah. movie all at once. And we get pretty excited about that. Looking, Not yeah. that we want it, but if we Red were in a situation again. like that, yeah, you just <laughs> utilize your skills. I think it would be great. In fact, there's a, um, a great movie out there called uh, Range 15. It's by the uh, Black Rifle guys, I think, or the, yeah. I can't remember who does it. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's them, it's them, it's yep. Matt and, and Evan and those guys, yeah. And they wake up in a zombie apocalypse, and instead of being upset, they are just excited. They're like, yeah. our dream has come true, <laughs> zombie apocalypse, and that's kind of, I think, the way we feel. I don't know, Frank, are, are you I the think same? If, if we had that scenario, every vet would be, like I said, overjoyed or at least equipped <laughs> to deal with it. Because it gets rid of <laughs> it gets rid of our liberal problem right off the bat. That's true. Because Everything none of them down. are equipped to. They can't deal with who has to go to the right bathroom, let alone, <laughs> you know, losing power for sixty, ninety days or so. So yeah, we're. I think we'd be sitting. Pretty, I think we're good. It's. I think of it as a hard. You know, reset. I. Uh, let me let me tell you how my morning went. I was so excited. Uh, I I um, and I'm not a vet, but I come from I come from an army army family. And, you know, I listen, I'm a I'm a vet um, advocate supporter. I've done a ton of things. I've been I've been around a lot of crazy people. That's my diplomatic way of saying I've spent a lot of time with a lot of crazy people. And um, I love it. I appreciate it. And I know that I don't know shit and I'm okay with that. But I know that uh, that I can buy guns and I can buy ammunition. And so this morning I went into 
my laundry room and I was moving some stuff out of the way to put some more um, freeze dried food, you know, that I because I'm one of those guys that's got food that will last through the apocalypse. <laughs> and I looked down in the corner of the laundry room and I found six brand new still in the package magazines for six, five rounds. And I was so excited that they I didn't know that I had those magazines. And uh, I sit there and I go. I think I got some six, five rounds around here. So I spent the morning loading up those magazines and then put them with, you know, where they needed to be. I don't know if a six or five round is worth a shit in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> if the thing pops off, if the thing goes down and you guys got to grab one rifle out of the safe or out of the closet or out from under the bed, what rifle are you grabbing? What round are you going to be firing downrange? I would do five, five, six just yep. because it's universal, yep. you know, six, five yeah. Creedmoor. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. six five Creedmoor, six five Grendel. I mean, you can reach out pretty far with that nice flat round. It's a good round, but I don't ever want to be in a situation where I have to reach out three, four, five hundred no. yards. I want to work within thirty yards if things get bad. Uh, but if it's outside of that, I'm going somewhere else. This this is where Kevin, Frank. What you what are you shooting, Frank? This is where Kevin calls me old because I'm. Like, oh no! It's, yeah. So me, I'm M16 all the way, like the old school long bow, big long, you know, big long long arm. Only because that's how the Marines trained me. And if you get within three, 400 yards of me, I did something wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, true. you know, um, I, my, our good friend uh, Clint Emerson, he told me one time we were having a drink in Vegas. And uh, we were talking about guns. I was asking him the same kind of question. And he goes, you know, I'm really not as a, you know, he's a Navy SEAL. He goes, I'm really not a gun guy. He goes, I'm a blade guy. And that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 10 out of 10, I'd rather be shot than stabbed. Right. Or cut. <laughs> but when a dude tells me I'm not really a gun guy, I'm a blade guy. Um, that makes me a little. That's nervous. up close and personal. So, yeah, put, him, put him on your team. Yeah. Put yeah. him on your team. Yeah. That's. That's that's strong. That's drastic. Um, but anyway, all right, we got some stuff we got to get into. We got to we got to uh, take a quick little break. I'm so glad you guys are here. We're gonna have some fun. Um, hey guys, uh, I'll just tell you for the last ten years, Patriot Mobile has been an incredible partner with the Blaze, and um, they are also America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And and when I say only, trust me, they are the only ones out there. You list off all of the big ones, particularly the big three. I don't know if you realize this or not, but every time you spend your hard-earned dollar to pay the bill on your cell phone, all of those big companies, they send a portion of what your bill is to these wild, leftist-leaning, progressive ideals and organizations that are out there. And that's why we're proud to partner with Patriot Mobile, because they don't do that crap. Listen, they're dependable nationwide coverage. You can actually access all three of the big carriers networks, which means you're going to get the same coverage you're getting right now, but you're not going to be funding uh, the left. And so when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support your values like free speech and religious freedom, sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our vets, our military first responders. And they're 100 percent U.S. based um, team it will take care of everything you need in terms of customer service they make switching easy you can keep your number keep your phone they'll help you upgrade and you'll get free activation if you use promo code chad i spell it chad just go to patriotmobile.com slash chad or you can call them on the phone 972 patriot go over to patriotmobile.com slash chad check them out and we'll be right back So, Sully, we were, we didn't, we didn't, let's talk more about this nuclear bomb thing dropping on us. 
<laughs> you know, if I'm driving down the interstate in my truck or whatever, I've, I've often thought, what if all of a sudden you saw the mushroom cloud and the sky turned red and stuff? You know, most people start again. You have that fight or flight instinct. I'm driving right towards the blast, at least if my truck's still working. I mean, the EMP blast from it may just shut it right down. And I just wait on the wave to hit me like, uh, you know, Sarah Connor holding onto a chain link fence on a playground in Terminator 2. Right. But, um, <laughs> you know, that may be what happens to all of us. Do, do you think? Um, you know, I'm not worried about Iran in regards to that. Um, what What do you think about? I don't think Russia is going to do anything like that. China, those those little bastards scare me, man. I mean, what what do you think the chances could be? I well, I, I, they all prove that they can do um, first strike capabilities, right? So yeah. there used to be this whole thing: uh, no one's going to be first strike if you launch missiles at us. We're going to launch missiles at you, and then we're going to get on the phone and say, "Let's stop this nonsense." That's the idea, right? Um, but then they use those hypersonics, those things that can loiter. Mm. We don't even know they're there and then they can, they can, um, take you out without knowing. So that, yeah, that's concerning. Uh, his motivations though are, uh, empirical. Like he wants China to be the new superpower and to be the new empire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anyone with, with any semblance of, of rational thinking knows that if they nuke, even strategically or in that case first strike take out a, a city it's it's game over for a lot of of their assets yeah. um i mean yeah. they can hurt us but uh you know and 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 my knowledge remember of this is still it's like 15 years old at this point um <laughs> but we we were ready we prepared for stuff like this and if that stuff kicked off you know we would and and i don't think any of it is is uh, at least my knowledge level is beyond, you know, uh, secret or anything like that. I don't think it is, but we could take them out really quickly and take out a lot of their assets. Um, and like yeah. I said, that was 15 years ago. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of tend to agree with you on, on, in regards to that. And, and plus we got Frank, Frank could diffuse that. That's right. He, he could knock that. <laughs> it's always the blue. He wire. cuts the right the wire, wire, dude. <laughs> the blue wire. But it's you, the blue you, wire. And it's always the blue. <laughs> it's always the blue I I was going to say, I mean, if they're putting together IEDs in, in Iraq or Afghanistan, I don't know that the wires even have any colors, do they? I mean, no. they're just, it's just all kind of desert it's, tan. It's whatever they got in hand. The only thing, the only thing you have to differentiate or to be able to lock in on somebody who's making a bomb or bomb maker, because everybody yeah. has a signature or a tell. That part in the movies is true. Every bomb maker yeah. has a signature. So how they twist the wires, what style of wires they use, stuff like that, they, they stick to that because it works, because they didn't die when they made yeah. it the first time. But uh, no, kinda it's whatever like, they like got. A tell in a, yeah, kind of like a tell for a poker player kind of yep. thing. You kind of see through it. You yep, know what's exactly. going on. Yeah, you'll know if like, oh, this is well, the same bomb maker that's in this, in this area here because all the wires are blue mm-hmm. and white and they're twisted together counterclockwise. So you know that this is the guy that's in the area. I still can't get that image of just turning a soup inside of that uh, <laughs> bomb suit. Dude, that's fantastic. I'm going to tell that story so many times. Um, but guys, up, listen, we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about a damn thing because here's what's happening. Um, actor and former professional wrestler Dwayne The Rock Johnson says that he's been approached by multiple political parties that were interested in helping him run for president after a national poll revealed strong support for the star. Problem solved, right? We live I mean, in idiocracy. We get the rock. Yeah, this we get the idiocracy. rock, man. 
I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have seen him lately. He's starting to look like he might have a little HIV going on. He's getting skinny. Is he like, really? like, yeah, he's dude. He's getting skinny. I mean, he's still ripped, but he's at like zero percent body fat at this point. I, he probably doesn't even get his period anymore. <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, they, they said that uh, there was a 2021 poll that showed that 46 percent of Americans would support his presidential campaign, and that was with 30,000 respondents. Um, shit. <laughs> What's your takeaway from that, guys? Frank, I'll let you. I look. I- <laughs> I, I tell Kevin all the time I need to stop saying, well, it can't get any worse because it seems like people are taking that as a challenge. And so as it stands right now, we have uh, a potato in the highest office and we got the vice mattress in the second office. And now, so, I mean, and I, I guess this wouldn't be totally ridiculous, but I mean, it's like if, if you want to destroy the nation, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, go for it. Yeah. We are, we are a hair's breadth away from President Camacho. And yeah. it's like every day when yeah. you see this, every day you're like, yeah. are you, it, it, it boggles the mind. At how, I was just at the DMV yesterday and I'm looking around and you know, um, uh, what are those things called that you slip on your feet that I, Crocs. Crocs. Crocs were made by Idiocracy. Yeah. They were a prop as in the movie as a joke because people would be too stupid to actually wear these. And I looked around and of the 50 <laughs> people in line, I would say yeah. 80% of them were wearing Crocs um pajama bottoms i'm like we're we're done and these are the ones who are voting yeah. for the rock because he's a, a an actor because <laughs> he's looks, he's cool because yeah. he's cool oh we're so doomed yeah we're screwed yeah that was the same when there was a big push for matthew mcconaughey to run for governor here in the state of texas and uh, that was real it, it, that was real <laughs> that was real um and he was considering it um again i think it was a popularity grab for him because everybody was talking about it but um yeah i like at that point in time you're right sully what you said you know joe biden's already shaking hands with with ghosts on stage um it's like shane gillis said he's like a roomba bouncing off of things um (laughs) just kind of doesn't know where to walk you know and uh, you know he can't make it up to the top of the stairs of air force one anymore they had to start using the 14 steps to go into the underbelly i mean he tripped over four steps the other day going up a stage embarrassing. and now one of the biggest things that they're worried about is uh is the democrats i read in an article this morning are are genuinely concerned that when he goes to visit with president xi from china in san francisco this week that uh g will actively try to embarrass him um i mean if they're trying to get him to walk yeah i mean i don't know how you try to do that he's already done it i mean you just get him to walk and talk and he does it himself yeah so uh this thing going on in san francisco it's apec and they're bringing all these these leaders in and they xi jinping of course is coming and gavin newsom was just in china and now xi jinping is coming to california and so I think that Gavin Newsom, who it would be the guy that they tap to replace Biden if he chooses not to run in 24, and I think that's coming. Uh, Gavin Newsom's kind of over there getting the manual, getting the playbook on how to run a communist country from Xi Jinping. And, and to go even further, he really, really is going the extra mile to please his landlord slash puppet master by cleaning up the streets of San Francisco. I mean, overnight, they got hundreds of thousands of homeless people off the streets, cleaned it up, and they 
put fences and walls up, which I thought fences and walls were racist. I can't believe they're putting a Chinese guy behind a fence, yeah. uh, you know, but there they are doing that. So uh, I want y'all to take a clip, uh, take a look at this clip, and I want you to get a little, little uh, take from you guys on this. Guys, play clip number three. Does President Biden agree it's more important to impress the leader of China than the American people that live in San Francisco and pay taxes every day? First, I completely reject the premise of your question. But secondly, I don't know what the context <laughs> of what Governor Newsom said, so I, I won't respond to it. You know, you know what, well, what Governor Newsom said, for the record, is he said, I know you're saying we're cleaning this up because of all these, these fancy uh, leaders are coming in here, and it's true. Yeah, he legit said <laughs> and then he sounded that, like really. Kamala. He said it's true because it's true. What do y'all think about that? It's ridiculous. It's other you. It, the fact that these people, and I, I scarcely use the word to call them that, they they think <laughs> we're dumb. Like they they they're not even trying to hide their bias and their ineptitude anymore. They're not trying to hide it. They're, it's out there for us to see. Like we're stupid, but we're in charge because you put us here, and we don't care what you think because we're going to do what we want to do. They don't care yeah. anymore because yeah. they, they know no matter what, no matter how dumb they are, dumb people will vote for them. Yeah, that's the truth. Sully, what do you think? Uh, it's just and, and it's becoming a cliche now, but it's Orwellian. I mean, these people talk out of both sides of their mouths, double speak. Um, I think what's even scarier, though, is, you know, the fact that they're going to tap this guy maybe to run in um, mm. binds because if you look at him. This is how I kind of judge what's coming down the pike. I look at what's happening in Australia, and I give that about two years, two to three years of what's going to happen here. Uh, then I go to uh, Great Britain. That's about a year to two years. Uh, uh, Canada mm. is about a year. And then there's us. And I think yeah. Gavin is the first step in bringing someone like Trudeau uh, into office, and our rights are going to start getting trampled. And then the question comes, you know, what do we do? We're all just uh, people want to just Netflix and chill, chew their gummies and um, be asleep at the wheel. Yeah. At what point do people say enough is enough? And what does that look like? And I, I, I see it, especially if, if it goes in that direction. I see it coming to a point where people have to make a decision. Right. What, what do you do? Do you just let yeah. them do what they're doing in, in Australia and. I don't know. Maybe maybe they do, and the rest of us just bitch on a podcast for. <laughs> for a well, living. that's it, and, and that's the thing is I, I see people make comments all the time and say, "Well, you guys, all y'all do is talk on a podcast. You're not doing anything about it." And I was like, "Well, you know, it, awareness is is key. What you do with that awareness and information is another thing. You know, I've told our audience over and over in the last twenty years, we've allowed four hundred twenty three thousand uh, Iraqis and Iranians to come into this country, and they're still here." Uh, we know how many millions, um, you know, anywhere between five and eight million illegals have crossed the border. Tons from Venezuela. That's the largest group. And they're heavily influenced by Hezbollah because of the human trafficking relationship there. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I mean, Justin Trudeau is completely off the reservation. I mean, God knows what that guy's thinking. He's he's a legit communist. I mean, he probably is Fidel Castro's illegitimate son. <laughs> he is. But um, he is. <laughs> I mean, my God, he looks just like it. Yeah. I mean. Come on. I mean, sometimes he's like, oh, I see that baby. That baby's that baby's black. <laughs> I, we know we know where that baby came from. Well, Frank's my um, dad. <laughs> Did you tell? He's the one that got away. He's the one that got away. 
but and we you know we know all this stuff that's going on and we say that and again like you said frank they look at it and they go oh these people are dumb it doesn't matter they'll do it gavin newsom's 10 times worse than kamala and joe combined um because and here's the thing what makes him so dangerous is biden we know he's being controlled there's a hand up his ass controlling his movements uh gavin newsom There'll be an element of control by the by the bigs that are out there that are unseen behind the curtain, but it won't be as much because he thinks he thinks he's somebody. And and that's the thing. He still technically has a mind and an ego to think for himself. So that it's a scary thing. One more clip. I want to take a look at this. Um, uh, another question. And I, and I love her when she asks these questions. Guys, play clip number four. Is the president embarrassed that an American city needs to go through a total makeover to be presentable for his out-of-town guests? The president is incredibly proud of the record that the United States will <laughs> oh bring God. as host to this summit. Actually, the, Joe Biden thinks he is walking into the summit on the front foot and able to showcase the United States as the premier destination for investment good job-creating investment here in the United States, all of which will be on display while he is there. All right. I want you guys to hang on to that. Joe walking on the front foot is what they said. We're going to go to a quick break. Uh, guys, you know, you got to clean your guns. We were talking about it earlier. Um, some of those guns have been met back in the back of the safe or in the closet. You hadn't used them in a long time. You need to check those things and make sure they're clean. One of the things about being a a responsible gun owner is cleaning your guns and i found you a better solution in barrel buddy barrel buddy is an incredible little uh just a little tool for your gun man it compresses to fill the interior of your gun's barrel and it'll clean the rifling grooves as well seven different sizes matches every caliber firearm you own barrel buddy's composed of those polymers that don't leave behind the residual particles like the patches do so it's a safer concept uh and uh, it's going to scrub it's going to collect the particulates absorb the remaining residue buff the interior surface clean you can even and lubricate your gun while you are cleaning it using barrel buddies so it's an important part it's an important step of being a responsible gun owner make sure your guns are clean it's a new concept it's a better concept safer concept try barrel buddy go over to barrelbuddy.com today that's barrelbuddy.com we'll be right back <laughs> All right. So, you know, she asked the question, is Biden embarrassed and um, is should Biden be embarrassed? It, it, I, I said this on the show yesterday. If um, if there's a left leaning person out there that has a brain cell left and you want to vote for Joe Biden in 2024 or let's say it's Gavin Newsom or anybody else after a guy says we're cleaning up this city screw screw our citizens screw the taxpayers screw these homeless people too just 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 sweep send out the street sweeper get them off the roads get them off the streets screw the hotel owners cuz you know what they're going to do they're going to take over these hotels and they're going to shove them all in there um, and we're going to clean it up for these foreign dignitaries and even dictators. Um, and then and then they come out in their defenses. Well, we feel like Joe Biden's getting out on the on the front foot of this whole thing. And it's going to be a positive thing. So guys, this is a debacle. Um, I mean, how big of a slap in the face is this to the American public? It's a complete and total slap in the face. And the sad part is. He doesn't even he doesn't even he's not aware enough to know where he is to be embarrassed. <laughs> and. And that's True. the thing is, that, and it's sad that they they they're parading this man out there for the world to see. He has no idea that he's this ridiculous pawn. I'm embarrassed when people, you know, knowing that people are seeing that this is the leader of the free world. 
I'm embarrassed. Now, as far as yeah. them, like, again, they don't care what we think anymore. They know that they're in power. They, the man doubled down and said, yeah, we did this. And yeah, we did it because of, you know, reasons, basically. So, mm. and who knows what they did to get those people to move. They probably jailed some. They probably gave some substances. Like, hey, we'll give you this to go over here and hide in this hotel for this amount of mm. days. I mean, it's and it's they're only going to come back. It's only going to be worse when it comes back. I mean, it's we. It's the ultimate slap in the face for all of America. And it's the fact, the sad part is, no one's going to care in a week. Yeah, no, they don't. In a week, everyone will forget about it. No one's going to care because it'll be back on, you know, the Trump trial. Yeah. No one's going to Sully, when you hear a story like that, and you're right, uh, Frank, it'll be right back on the Trump trial. It'll be whatever takes over the, the, you know, the media blitz in that regard. And we'll bury our heads again. Sully, when you see stuff like that, you hear stories like that, you, you realize, and again, it's a humanitarian crisis, homelessness not being dealt with, mental health issues, the drugs, everything's not being dealt with. They never deal with the source. I went into that pretty deep yesterday on the show. People can go back and watch that again if they want. But um, how many of those people in in California that are that are being swept off the streets and treated like this uh, to make a way for a dictator to come into town? How many of those are part of the veteran community? And I mean, where are we as a country when that's that's the kind of the M.O. that we have in in treating the people among us, you know? Well, I mean, it's almost like they're props and they're just changing the set. And mm-hmm. you see this and you say to yourself, hopefully uh, the people that voted for him and the people that hate Trump so much will, will suddenly see the light and say, um, you know, these people, they have no shame. They don't really care for us. They don't care for our issues. They don't care for the fact that, um, I forget what this, the data is, but uh, how many Americans are struggling right now as far as net wealth mm-hmm. and, and all that. They they just, they they don't care. And I sit there and I think to myself, how can somebody see what's going on, right? We're all feeling it. Everybody's mm-hmm. feeling it and turn around and still vote for that party without even thinking mm-hmm. twice about it. Didn't it just happen in um, Kentucky? Yeah. Uh, yet they, yeah. they still do it. Uh, what happened? What do you mean? That one was a little, that was oh. a little hokey. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what, that was a little... what happened, Frank? What happened, Frank? So... Everything, what do you think? Everything down ballot went red. Every single mm-hmm. position, everything. Yeah. And then there was a glitch in the system. <laughs> I'm not making this up. There was a glitch in the system, and then suddenly... Frank, you sound like a racist right now, and I think you should think yeah. twice about what you're saying. I'm proud. <laughs> I, I'll, yeah. I'll be that. I'll do that. I'll, I'll do that. Only because it's, <laughs> it's, it's Arizona and the general election all over again. Yeah. So mm. that's all I'm saying. All those they find a glitch in the system, and suddenly the one. I'm not. Yeah. Well, I I just yeah. <laughs> it's funny funny how that happens. Why do you think they can't? Like I don't understand. It. I just my brain glitches out when everybody is feeling this, and yet no one seems to care. Is it that they are just all on Xanax and watching Netflix, and their days are just yeah. being drugged away, or are these people? I, I don't know. I, I have no answer because I can't comprehend. The media told them. Yeah, I don't know. Their Mass brains, psychosis. I was, uh, the brains are turned off. Where the was media I? Told them. Yeah, I think it's all the above. It, it, and it, it, you bring up a good point, Sully, with a mass psychosis. Um, and Frank, with the media told them, I was with somebody in a major city recently, and we were sit out, sitting out um, 
little bistro table outside and I was watching people in the early evening walk down the street having conversations with each other and I thought these people are absolutely clueless to what's going on in the world around them they're so lost in their own comfort and security that mm-hmm. you know men and women like yourselves have have secured um in with 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 life and blood and sacrifice and I'm like they have no clue what's gone into creating this thing that gave them these first world comforts and they're willing to squander it away because they're like you said going to the DMV with their pajama pants and their and their uh, and their Crocs on and and they're like Frank down in the basement exercises the thumb muscles on PlayStation <laughs> you know I, it's it's just I don't know man it's like and look I I raise my hand and realize that I'm kind of spoiled by living in a first world country and all the comforts we've had Sure. And as long as the guys up top in the beltway keep telling us that we can have our, you know, three bowls of soup every day, we're freaking happy to have it. Now, look at this. Listen to this. There's a, you know, we know what's going on in places like New York City. Um, and a group of migrants arrived at a newly opened New York City shelter this past weekend. They refused to stay. Instead, they demanded better accommodations from the city. And uh, they had been bussed in to Brooklyn. Uh, they put up a, a makeshift tent city, tent city, and I was going to house. Get this, sixty-five thousand migrants. Um, additional housing to the sixty-five thousand migrants that are already there in the city. And they said, um, "No, we're, this isn't good enough. We're we're just going to go back home. Um, it's not not good enough." Does that piss you off when you hear something like that? It it, it makes <laughs> me wonder if this is part of the giant psyop, right? Because. Yeah. There's so many times you look and you're like, this makes no sense. Like the, um, a bunch of veterans lost their reservations at a hotel for the army Navy game because they did the same mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it, it, it makes no sense. <laughs> Writers in a sci-fi world, I guess some dystopian future could write something like this. And then I think maybe that's the point, right? If they can break us to the point where we just don't trust or, or understand anything that's going on, maybe they can control us better because no, I hear stories like that. It just, it, it makes no sense. It's, it's, Mm. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, uh, Frank, what's your take on that deal? I brought this up to Kevin yeah. the other day. As soon as the story came out, I sent it to him immediately because I, I watched that same uh, clip. And what I noticed is the accommodation, the tent city they used. I've been in tents like that before in, uh, in California. <laughs> and it's a place it's a place called NTC. It's a northern training center or something like that. And I've been in those tents before. They're not that bad. And I remember right. I was offended because I was thinking to myself, we would have killed to stay in tents yeah. like that when we were in Afghanistan and Iraq. Like we would have like, mm. give me that. Hell well, yeah. I mean, air pumped in those things, that computers. I was. And you don't want to stay there? I was, was an Air, was Force, air Force flyer. Okay. I mean, we did have running water. And uh, so I'll let you. <laughs> I hey, like, listen, yeah, I went to the recruiter a, too. I was offended. I was offended when. <laughs> They didn't want to stay in those accommodations because they're beyond yeah. adequate because it's like I said, we would have loved to have had those accommodations when we were. Sure. Yeah, I, I saw the clips of the of those, too. And I was like, damn, that looks like a really nice man cave. Like I could live there. <laughs> yeah. That's OK. That deal. But uh, anyway, so where we're living in, I'm going to I'm going to bring up New York again. We're going to take another quick break. Um, you got another thing that should be pissing everybody off that's going on in New York. But as Sully alluded to earlier, all these things are just signs of things that are coming in the next year or two. We're already going to you're going to watch it pop off in UK. You're going to watch it pop off in Australia, Canada. And it's coming here, guys. It's going to happen. But uh, it's it's some scary stuff that's going on. Um, 
Hey guys, since the early days at Blaze TV, we've been fortunate enough to partner with the folks over at Relief Factor. Um, you know, I, I kind of rebelled against taking Relief Factor for a long time. I said, you know, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm 50 years old, but I got a few aches and pains, but I'll be okay. I don't need to take any more pills. Let me tell you something. That is an incredible natural anti-inflammatory that takes care of all the stuff that's going on in your body. And I'm telling you, so many people love it. Um, it's, it's, it's an all natural alternative to pain medications. And trust me with, with the stuff you've heard me bitch about over the years, it, there's a lot of stuff that is painful inside of my body. And, um, you got to remember inflammation is not only the chief cause of pain, it's also a factor in many other diseases and it'll make you feel better. It'll deal with the inflammation, keep those markers in check. So hundreds of thousands of people can't be wrong. They're all buying relief factor every single month and they keep on doing it because it works for them right now. I'll get you a trial pack. It's a three week starter pack for 1995. You can't beat that. See if it'll work for you. Uh, you'll know pretty quick and see if it reduces your pain. Head over to relieffactor.com. You can call them on the phone, 800, the number four. But uh, check out the website, relieffactor.com. We'll be right back. Kevin Sullivan and Frank Easterling are the hosts of the 21 Gun Podcast. They are my guests on today's show. I wish I was in the studio with them, but I'm being lazy like we were talking about in the last segment, and I just stayed home. I'm not even wearing pants at this point. Neither are we. I, uh, yeah, good. God, I wish I was there. Uh, so we could do gay stuff. I love it. But you are you, you guys are going to be making an appearance on Normal World with Dave Landau and Quarter Black Garrett. So that'll be gay enough. Um, the uh, we we're talking about New York. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourself, man. Uh, bite the pillow. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul. Uh, here's what her plan is. You, you listen. The migrants, they, they put them in these tents. They give them big screen TVs and PlayStations and air conditioning and all that heat. That's not good enough for them. But uh, if you, by God, say anything on social media wrong and you live in the state of New York, um, play clip number one. Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. Ugh. What's being said on social what? media platforms. And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on, on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. Did her programming <laughs> this, glitch out? Yeah, she glitched. She's a lizard person. So that's what <laughs> Did happens. Did she glitch out or something? Like yeah. her? Because uh, she can't believe the shit that's coming out of her mouth. Uh, that's, I mean, <laughs> this, honestly, what this, this does. This bitch right here, dude. <laughs> it, it scares people. People, so you got to think about it, right? You, yourself, me, Frank, we we talk and we've act, we've already realize that everything we say in our opinions are out in the real world right not a big deal but the average person is like holy crap if i say something on uh on twitter on facebook they're gonna come knocking on my door and they actually might do it uh, we almost had a uh 
uh, British veteran on the show, he, I think he, he did some meme with the trans flag and they arrested him and he went to trial and I lost contact with him because all his stuff was taken down. Um, but that's what I said. Remember, keep that two years down the line. People can't be afraid of this. We have the first amendment. If that means people are going to break down your door because you're exercising it, then I guess that's what you have to do. Because if you remember, we had people called the founding fathers who took everything they had and they put it on the Declaration of Independence. They signed, John Hancock signed a signature big so no one would mistaken who's the guy that was actually outspoken. You have to speak mm-hmm. out. You have to not be, let these people bully you into this. I get really passionate about this. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We, we have <laughs> to keep, we got to keep talking but while we still can. It's funny because every time I go and do the podcast with Kevin, I leave the house and I tell my wife and kids, you know, I'll see you in a little bit. And my wife will always say the same thing. She'll say, have fun and be safe. I says, well, I can't be safe. If I'm safe, then I'm not saying anything. Exactly. I can't be safe. So it's what scares me is they don't understand like them trying to police speech for the words and the things that they don't like. And and they will tailor it to be like, well, that's the incitement to violence. That's the incitement to violence. That's the hate speech. It's fine now Mm -hmm. because that pendulum is swinging this way in their direction because it's words they don't like. It's going to swing back. So it's well. It, it always does, right? Yeah. It, al- it always tends to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. You know I, I look at stuff like this. I, I look at stuff like this and I go, it pisses me off. I'm not going to stop talking. Nope. Yeah. Um, we've already been labeled domestic terrorists. I mean, yep. hell, the soccer moms at the at the school board meetings were, you know, <laughs> you know, the attorney general's already called them uh, domestic terrorists and, and, and a threat to society. Uh, you know, even Frank, we're all considered white, ex- white, what's the, what's the phrase now? We're, um, not white nationalists, we're, um, white supremacists. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, I, it's, and it's not based on the color of your skin, it's the words that come out of your mouth, right? That's how they're going to, yeah. you know, dictate to you all these things. So, I mean, we're, you know, we're just a step away from the, from the train cars and the gas chambers. I mean, the Hillary Clinton shirts, yeah. came out. That's exactly right. Hillary Clinton came out in an interview two weeks ago talking about how we need to be re-educated or reprogrammed. So yeah. shit. I mean, let's go. <laughs> I mean, so when, it, when it said re-education, she like, yeah, she should have just said re-education camps. Yeah. She should just said it. I mean, she did. Yeah. It's just in her Orwellian language. <laughs> I mean, it, it comes yeah. down to you just can't. You, you have to speak up. Like when I was going to take when we when I was debating where to take the job um, over on Kumia's network, uh, we had to sit there and say, you know, th- this could have implications and then it was both my wife and i sort of said fine you know i'm not saying anything horrible bad i'm saying truth and as long as is what i know in my heart is the truth and i'm not being hateful um then i mean even if i was being hateful it's called the first amendment (laughs) for a reason yeah i don't know these people make me sick all right let's let's hang our hat right there boys hang tight we're gonna take one more quick break we're coming right back y'all hold tight we'll be back Hey guys, uh, I want to remind you that, uh, as you know, Hollywood is garbage at this point. There's no stories of redemption. There's no good stories at all out there. Um, and maybe you, um, maybe it's time for a good story. Time for one that uh, reminds you that there's still some hope out there. I want to encourage you to check out the blind 
which is the true story of the Robertson family. Uh, it's now available for purchase on Blaze TV. You can get it there. Listen, if your life is a mess, you know somebody whose life is a mess, put them in front of this film. This is a great one, man. It's, it tells the story of our good friend Phil Robertson, gives you an intimate look into the man behind the legend, all the trials he went through. And let me tell you, he put his family through some stuff. You think they're crazy now, man. Wow, the stuff they did. Uh, check it out. Don't miss the opportunity to own the blind, the Phil Robertson story on Blaze TV. You can go to blazetv.com slash the blind and uh, check it out. Uh, Sully, Frank, guys, uh, the 21 Gun Podcast, you can find it everywhere podcasts are offered. And I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, Any final words on where people can find you? Uh, right now, we're featured over on compound, uh, compoundmedia.com. Uh, we're also, I mean, you basically have to put 21 gun in Google and it pops up on all the sites. and it pops and right like up. Yeah, the yeah, number yeah. 21 gun, yeah. That's right, yep. So, yep. good job. Give these guys a follow on their socials as well. Thanks, guys, for coming in. Next time, I promise to be there. Uh, <laughs> don't forget, check me out. I'm on the road. Watch chad.com for all the fun stuff is. Listen to the 21 gun podcast and we will see you guys tomorrow. We love you. God bless you. Bye.